This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. So this is going to be kind of a different podcast episode this morning because uh, I am out of doors. And not only am I out of doors, but I'm attempting to take you along on my Saturday morning bike ride under beautifully blue skies and warming temperatures here as we approach the end of August. Welcome back to the Gratitude Journal, the Gratitude Journal podcast with Matthew here. And i um, been kind of eyeing this for some time now to maybe try a little different episode, mainly to knock a couple of birds off with one stone. Not that I am in favor or endorse harming birds or any sentient being, but I thought maybe it would be kind of interesting to see if we can pull this off. So it is a Saturday morning and I am at the Freedom Trail in Talmadge, Ohio, which is somewhat of a popular biking, walking trail. It's a paved trail. It uh, stretches about 11 miles total and new additions are being added all the time. The newest additions are being added closer to the city of Akron downtown. I am on the part of the trail that heads east towards Kent and it tends to be on a Saturday morning one of the more crowded parts of this trail. So I thought I would take you along on my ride. So if this comes off okay and isn't too terribly weird to listen to, I thought maybe I would even pop a GoPro on the front of my handlebars and maybe take you along on the video portion of this ride. So so that's what I thought we would do. So uh, here we go. I am uh, entering the trail right now. In fact, I'm behind a Mexican restaurant and near the Mexican restaurant is this old train that kept a couple of the cars and they kind of use it or did use it as sort of a dining car. I don't think it's being used that way anymore, but it looks kind of cool. Sometimes I post pictures to my Instagram account and I include uh, that train because I think it's kind of cool. It looks like a, not a, like a dining, like an old dining car that would be Oh, they're stopping for me. So, interesting. I cross, thank you. I cross a rather busy uh, street that heads into the famous Talmud Circle. And sometimes it is very difficult to get across the traffic. They have a state law sign that's up where cars are supposed to stop for people who are walking. But sometimes when they see people on bikes, they decide it's not a good idea to stop. So, I am uh, riding eastbound on the Talmadge Trail, and I'm on the only bicycle I've really ever owned. It's the bicycle that I also got into an accident on August the 2nd of 2017. Passing on the left, a lot of people out this morning, walking dogs and riding bikes. Anyway, this was the bicycle that I got in the accident on. 
I tore a rotator cuff. And I think I've referenced this in past podcasts. Two surgeries later, that rotator cuff was unable to be repaired. So I'm staring at a total shoulder reconstruction. I've been trying to put it off. I don't know how much longer I can go, but that's a tale for another day. I am able to ride. It doesn't get in the way of me riding or extending my arms on these handlebars, but it does limit me in a lot of other ways. I am riding with a recorder, the DRO2, which I believe is made by Toshiba, I believe. I have a little add-on microphone at the top. Morning. And we're attempting to cross another major street before we get back onto the Freedom Trail. This is a street that does not allow people uh, to stop or it doesn't force drivers to stop. So you're kind of at the mercy of people being nice. So, morning. When, when this does happen, meaning traffic stopping to allow me to go, I'm pretty grateful for that. This morning, my wonderful bride, Donna, is riding with a couple of her family members to a family reunion in Pennsylvania for the day. And I can say that she's not particularly pleased about going. She wanted to go and then she didn't want to go one of those kind of deals, but I, I think it might be good for her. Thank you. I'm passing a runner on the left. Thank you very much. There is kind of a, uh, oh, I guess a decorum here on the trail that when you're riding, you're supposed to announce to people you're coming up behind, like people who are walking dogs, people who are running or walking, that you're passing on the left. Some bicyclists actually have a bell on their bicycle that announces you know, their arrival. It's considered kind of a faux pas to just pass somebody and not say anything because it can be kind of startling as you're maybe doing walking meditation on the trail. So, I hope my uh, breath inhalation is not too terrible to listen to. I mentioned that it's Saturday morning. I love coming down here on a Saturday morning morning and doing my uh, ride, sometimes a walk, but mostly a ride. I have a stationary bike at home that I recently purchased based on my twin brother's recommendation that I've been riding because I hurt my knee doing my other exercises. And, uh, but I just couldn't see being in the basement riding on a morning like this morning. So I was thinking recently about this concept of what if. And I think Donna and I, one of our many conversations in the car, maybe going down to visit my parents, began to give some thought to this what if scenario. And like, well, what if you didn't do this? This would have happened. And, you know, that kind of conversation. And I began to feel fairly grateful for what if, <laughs> because if I chart through my life, as I'm sure you would probably be able to do the same thing, we would say to ourselves, well, 
what if I didn't make this particular decision, then everything would have been different. And I feel probably the first what if for me, by no means the most important, is what if I would have continued to be a Roman Catholic priest? Excuse me, passing on the left? I mean, that would have been the most devastating one. Passing on the left, thank you. Because that would have changed the whole course of human history for me. And I can say that the biggest what if would be, well, what if I went ahead with Roman Catholic priesthood? Well, that would certainly have meant that I would never have met Donna. And I would not have a wife and I would really never have had a girlfriend because I really never had a girlfriend at any point in my existence. I certainly experienced very temporary relationships, if you can call it that, based almost exclusively on the physicality of the of the time, but it certainly uh, was nothing that could be construed as a regular relationship. So that certainly would have been enormous. And I think I would probably put it at the top of the list, although it's not my intent to rate these by any stretch. I'm attempting to cross a very busy street where nobody stops. You can probably hear the traffic in the background. I have successfully maneuvered that crossing. So now I'm back in the solitude of the Freedom Trail. I ponder and wonder whether I would have been a good priest whether I would have been a successful priest. How long would I have gone through that priesthood before I'd realized that something didn't seem quite right, that something didn't seem to mesh. And I'm fairly convinced, I would say 75%, that at some point midway through that priesthood that I would have had serious doubts about continuing on and I think my however inept it is my logic surrounding all of the issues and problems that I have with modern Christianity would have gotten the better of me and I probably would have had a sit down with my bishop where that would have led me, I really have no idea. <clears throat> because I would have emerged with a bachelor's degree in English, at the minimum, a master's of divinity in religious studies, maybe a master of arts degree, who knows. And then I would have been back to square one, surfing indeed to find jobs, if indeed existed back then, or trying to embark on a chapter 2.0. So this would have been a 
fairly different path. I'm not trying to say the what if necessarily would always yield something negative, but it certainly would have been almost completely different. So I'm grateful, obviously, that I was able to experience the seminary and Roman Catholic priesthood studies, but I'm even more grateful for the decision that I made relatively early on that I was going to not continue priesthood studies and embark on a new journey, even though the details of that journey were fairly unclear at the time. But it's better to be 22 or 23 years old and have the whole world set out in front of you rather than be 61 years old like today and have many less opportunities. As I continue to ride on the Freedom Trail this morning, I'm in kind of a canopy of trees and the sunshine is coming through from the east. And it always makes me want to take the best and smallest camera that I have and stop and take photos. Of course, you would never get a bike ride in, but this is almost the perfect time for I don't want to call it golden hour photography because golden hour usually is associated with the evening, but there's definitely wondrous photographic opportunities with the light coming through the trees, even on a brilliantly sunny morning with virtually no clouds in the sky. I'm hoping with my little fuzzy windscreen on this little microphone that it's helping to shield some of the wind. I'll only know that when I get back to the studio to listen back to this. I'll try my best to eliminate it using some modern technology. So I'll apologize ahead of time because there's just no way of getting around it. Good morning. But I appreciate you at least letting me try this out on this episode of the Gratitude Journal. I'm very grateful for this ride and just this morning. It's still relatively cool in the tree canopy. Once I emerge at various spots along the trail, it you can certainly feel the warmth. Let me retrace my steps a bit and go back to the seminary. Because what if I had never tried the seminary? It's hard to say what would happen, what would have happened. I was studying at, the, at a branch campus of Kent State University, just south of me. I was studying radio communications or broadcast communications or whatever the technical term of that program was. And again, I'll apologize for my exerted uh, breath intake from this ride. I'm not really riding at the normal pace because I don't think that would be something you'd want to listen to. But I certainly wanted to be on the air. And I got to realize that dream, obviously, as you know. But where would I have gone from there? 
I probably would have taken a similar path as the one that I took when I left the seminary. I made out of taught school, but I certainly would have taken a path toward broadcast communications in some way, shape, or form. What if I had never gone to the seminary? Well, I would say there were two things that I'm grateful for for having gone to the seminary. One of those, the most important, are some of the friendships that I made when I was there. And the two being my friends Ron and Gary, who I continue to be friends with to this day. That's pretty rare, considering that there's nobody else from that institution with whom I'm friends still to this day. I can't even think of anyone, aside from my friends Chris and Gary in high school, I can't think of anyone else in high school with whom I've been friends. So to me, this is very critical and very important, and I'm very grateful for it. I would say that amongst all of the relationships that I have, that these are two of the friendships that I value really high on the list because I think I've referenced Ron and Gary before and I can't find enough ways to show the gratitude that I have that we're still friends, that we're still immersed in each other's lives, that we still have the ability to throw our cards out on the table and just go with whatever is happening at that particular time and not afraid to share both our triumphs and our misgivings those things that surround our lives. So I'm very grateful for that. And what if I had never been to the seminary? Well, obviously, I would never have met them. So I'm grateful for that. I will say, too, that all of this discernment that I do about my relationship with a divine entity, all of the nuanced dilemmas that I seem to have rolling around in my brain each and every day about where that sits versus how I was brought up versus how I personally feel. I will say that coincidentally it was really the seminary that put me in a position to question those kinds of things. It's really rather odd and I can recall walking the loop, as we used to call it, kind of a walking circle around the perimeter of the whole institution. I can recall many times on the loop trying to hash out these issues that were brought to my attention. And they were brought to my attention not only just from other seminarians during random discussions, but they were brought to my attention based on things that would sometimes occur in the classroom. So I value those deep, dark times, the deep, dark penetrating of the soul. I don't really recall the actual uh, 
person who said that. It might have been Thomas Merton. I'm not sure. <laughs> Ron and Gary would know. They're much more intelligent than me. But that what if is, is pretty uh, cr critical. Passing on the left, that what if is pretty critical because obviously had I never gone to the seminary, I would never have met them and that would indeed be a travesty. Passing on the left. Well, I've gone to the uh, end of my, the first half of the end of my ride and I'm retracing my steps to head back to the car. This ride usually is about 12 miles total. And this is about the time where the trail actually was an advantage going down through the first half because it's slightly downhill but this now is slightly uphill so if you hear accentuated respiratory issues you'll know i think too when you set up a bicycle they say that you're supposed to be able to almost extend your legs if you don't extend your legs legs enough your seat isn't high enough if you extend your legs too much, naturally, your seat is too high. I think I need to raise this seat just a slight amount because all of my left knee issues are being sort of accentuated. Speaking of my left knee issues, I know I've referenced it in the past. It's swollen almost to double the size of the other knee. So I'm not really sure what's going on, but I have a feeling an MRI is in my future because the x-rays that my orthopedic doctor ordered did not prove to show any damage, but clearly something's going on. It's, it's gotta be more than arthritis, I think. Good morning. What I've also noticed on this trail, and I'm sure maybe you've noticed it in stores or going about your day, even amongst the progression of this Delta variant. I think people want to integrate with other people, right? I think people want to talk to other people. I've just noticed people, when I pass them out here on the trail, that they're just nicer, you know? Like, they say good morning, most of them anyway. And when they don't, I used to get kind of PO'd, like, why wouldn't you say good morning? I mean, it's beautiful out here. You're able to walk. Think of all the people who are not able to walk. I'm grateful that I'm able to actually do something of a physical nature at my age. And certainly there are people doing a lot more than me, but I'm grateful not to be sitting in a wheelchair or, you know, to have at this point major, you know, medical issues. What's not to be happy about? Passing on the left, I'm also amazed that there are bicyclists out here without helmets. I mean, it just amazes me. I was here one day after my bicycle accident, probably six months after. Somebody had stopped and they were eh, looking at something on their bike. None of them had helmets. I stopped and asked them, you know, do you need any help with anything? No, I think we're fine. Morning. And uh, 
I said, you guys should get, I was joking. I said, you guys should get helmets. Oh, I know, we gotta get those. And I had my phone with me. Morning. And uh, I showed them the picture of my bicycle accident where at the bottom of the hill, I went onto a patch of grass. My bike wiped out. I flew through the air. I landed on my back. The back of my head bounced on the grass. I was knocked unconscious. My bicycle helmet cracked in the back. And that was on grass. And so I explained all of that to them. And I said, listen, I was coming down that hill, average speed, 19 miles an hour. That's fast on a bicycle. When I hit that patch and blacked out, realized I had done something really bad to my shoulder, I really felt, more importantly, that that helmet saved my life or certainly prevented me from doing massive concussion damage or something even worse. So I don't know whether they took my advice. Most people don't, but that's okay. I felt like I did my job to I'll pass on relevant information to a fellow human. <laughs>
is sometimes hard to find because now as I look back on my life as it sits right now, I don't know from a financial standpoint, certainly, whether those decisions yielded anything more. In fact, all of my siblings who stayed in their you know, relatively secure spots, most of them getting jobs early in their careers and pretty much staying put, have certainly done better than I have done from a financial standpoint. And I know it's probably kosher for people to say, I wouldn't change a thing about what I did. I mean, I don't know that I can go that route either. I can think of a couple of moves that might have been better to stay put. The one that comes mostly to mind, not that I didn't enjoy my time in Pittsburgh, but leaving the Washington DC area when I was <laughs> really at the height of my uh, powers as far as what I was doing work-wise. And my job was in no particularly grave danger. I was lauded by my employers and I loved living in Annapolis, Maryland. But for whatever reason, I felt compelled to go to Pittsburgh to be a little closer to family and to help reinvigorate this radio station, the world's first radio station, KDKA. What if I had not done that? It's hard to say. But I have a large amount of gratitude for all of the decisions that I made relative to seeking my career. Even though, as I mentioned, the advantages are sometimes hard to put into words because they certainly haven't materialized into something robust <laughs> as far as my bank account. But all of those what-if scenarios, I think, give me a sense of gratitude. I say that in a measured way because the tables could easily have been turned in other directions. And perhaps I should be grateful that they didn't. I am almost at the end of the incline portion of this trail, which I'm happy for. It can be a tough ride, especially when the heat is even higher than it is today. So I'm at this busy road called Howe Road. You can hear the traffic. There's no sign that tells people they need to stop, so crossing is sometimes taking your life into your own hands which I guess we're responsible for anyway, right? That's why we're supposed to wear masks. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Okay, we finally were able to cross. So I'm back in the canopy of trees. I have a love-hate relationship with the outdoors. I camped for a while. Donna was a big camper in her former married life. Her sons are big campers. 
passing on the left and we had a small camper that you towed for a while we had a larger camper that was actually parked at a campground I was ambivalent about both of those scenarios I actually like the smaller towable camper although I didn't like to tow things because I felt like we actually did some fairly cool things with it and it was a little more rustic but even sitting outside I was looking for <laughs> the easiest ways to have creature comforts and I've had kind of this on again off again relationship with being outdoors having said that there are some mornings and some evenings Don and I will sometimes forego the neighborhood walk and come down here it's only less than a mile and a half away from our house and do a walk on this trail passing on the left there's something very cleansing that I'm sure people who are deeply embedded in being outdoors get and I sort of get that too there was a line in the movie Doc Hollywood where Julie Warner who to me is one of the hottest Hollywood actresses during her time said I think it was John Muir who said we don't live in the world we live on it and I think that's probably true although some of those campsites when, when they prescribed toilet was basically a hole in the ground inside of a shed I had more of a hate relationship with the outdoors than a love relationship with the outdoors today outdoors are going to be beautiful here in Akron Ohio while Don is away at her family reunion my plan is to hopefully head to an area of town called Highland Square which is one of those sort of hip areas probably too hip for me but I'm gonna go anyway there's an annual event that happens here every year called Porch Rocker obviously it did not happen last year because of COVID but it's basically an event where through about five or six streets in that neighborhood musicians and bands play on the front porches of homes and people just basically sort of walk around and listen to them uh, you know there's massive amount of food trucks and and other things for the kids to do and a beer garden and all this stuff uh, I had never really attended porch rocker so I thought I would go over it with my camera today since I'm helping out a little more at 91.3 the summit in Akron and maybe do some filming get some footage maybe put together a short piece for their Facebook page so that's on my agenda for today speaking of the summit if you are listening to this podcast and you have an interest in checking out some cool tunes I would invite you to tune in to the summit you can find it at the summit.fm you can also find their app in the App Store or the Android Play Store and uh, yours truly is on the air Sundays 
from noon to three Eastern time. So I basically uh, spin tunes that I'm told to play. That's fine. I'm not the biggest musicologist in the world. Some of the people who work there are. So I let them, the experts, decide what I should be playing from noon to three. It's a pretty eclectic mix. Not everything is a home run, but uh, it's an interesting mix of some older uh, tunes combined with lots of uh, sort of newer music. Uh, artists who kind of fit that format, the AAA format, the adult alternative format. And I invite you to tune in. I'll be on Sundays from noon to 3 Eastern. So I don't know if this worked or not. Um, I may get back and, you know, I don't have a windscreen on this bicycle like I do on a motorcycle. So I'm sure even with this little uh, fuzzy pop filter on the microphone, you know, it's designed to cut down on wind noise. I'm sure there's probably a good amount of wind noise and maybe this is completely unusable, I don't know. Even, even with some of the technical sort of software that I have at my disposal to try to eliminate a little bit of that in post-production. Maybe that might not even be enough. Who knows? I'll find out. Huh, it's an experiment. Sometimes you have to venture out, right? I always say that. Sometimes, at least a small percentage of the time, it's probably advisable to get out of your comfort zone. Because how are you going to see anything in the world if you don't get out of your comfort zone? How are you going to meet someone new? How are you going to find something that you've never found before, smell something you've never smelled before, taste something you've never tasted before, if you always do it the same way all the time. It's one thing I worry about my almost 93-year-old parents next week as their birthdays, is that now due to COVID, the fact that they no longer attend mass, they don't even stick their head outside of the door. And so, they have no outside air coming into their life, which is very, very odd. I don't see how that's possible, but I'm not 93 yet, so maybe I will get it. At any rate, I'm making my way up this little incline to the back of my car where I see nobody has stolen my bike rack, which is always good. And that kind of ends this, uh, this ride. For today so let me dismount this bike and uh, just uh, share with you that I'm grateful for having had this ride grateful I'll be even more grateful if the recording actually is something that I would wouldn't feel bad posting so that you can listen to it and uh, hopefully that this day will be uh, you know, a grateful one for you and that you're doing something fun and that you're doing something that allows you to find even more gratitude in this life. That really is the purpose of this podcast, I think, to, and I have to keep reminding myself of that because it's tough some days. I've had a very bad and a very sort of trying week. I don't want to say bad. It wasn't bad. It was a trying week filled with a lot of decisions and filled with just to, you know, some ups and downs, and I was really wondering what I was going to talk about this time around because it's sometimes tough to find ways to be grateful. 
and it's a challenge. But I think what if gives us a chance to reflect and to ruminate a bit on the things that take us to those various spots in our lives and, and where we find ourselves and knowing that we are where we are and that's where we are and there's nothing we can really do about it now and maybe that's the bottom line so I don't know how important this is but this podcast has reached 10,000 downloads I know that because Podbean the host of it sent me this little badge to post and I don't know whether that's a is that an ego-centered thing you know to post you know Pema Chodron says ego is exhibited when you have the don't have the ability to face reality and uh, so I don't think I'll post that but I appreciate and thank you for downloading this podcast for passing it on to others and for hopefully finding ways that you can be grateful for the things in your life and here's something else to be grateful for there is a little this is amazing there is a little caterpillar that maybe came off a tree who <laughs> I saw something out of the corner of my eye like the left part of my eye and I'm gonna put him back in the yard and he was crawling on my glasses so I put him back in the yard so I saved a sentient being today so I'm grateful for that this is a beautiful thing Donna would be very happy because on this trail last night we were walking and she saw a caterpillar on the side of the road and she moved him or her off to the road and uh, so he or she wouldn't get crushed by foot or by bike and uh, <laughs> it's just sort of like serendipity or whatever they say so at any rate okay well that was a good end to this podcast so I thank you and I appreciate you downloading and listening to another episode of this the gratitude journal podcast